0: Vision has just the right mix of music, inspiration and fun to kickstart your day. Rise and shine with Fel and DJ, weekdays at breakfast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media.
1: God comes to each one of us on our own level.
0: Even at the age of 24, Pastor Greg Laurie was preaching the gospel. He was eager to tell people he had an emptiness in his life, but God filled it.
1: You have an emptiness inside of you, too. The only difference is I tried to fill mine maybe a little differently than you try to fill yours. But you know the far out thing about the Lord, no matter what our age is, how old we are, how young we are, everything from an eight-year-old child to a rock musician, he comes to each one of us and says, hey, I love you. This is the day when the lost are found.
0: in 1977? It was the year the very first Star Wars movie premiered. A postage stamp was about 20 cents. Petrol was 16 cents a litre. Wouldn't that be nice? And apparently, snow fell in Miami, Florida. In 1977, Pastor Greg Laurie was standing at a pulpit about to preach a message and give his testimony. On a new beginning, we'll hear that recording today. A 24-year-old Pastor Greg Laurie. His voice was a bit higher. His passion for the gospel was already deep and infectious.
2: This is the day, the day when
1: life I started getting into smoking grass in the 60s, and it was when the so called hippie movement started gaining popularity. You know, tune in, turn on, drop out. I started hanging around with a bunch of friends that were really into getting loaded, and I started growing my hair long and doing the whole thing and really becoming a hippie, you know. And so we had an English class, and we were supposed to go watch Romeo and Juliet for our class. So I loved that movie, and I went, and my friend said, hey, let's take LSD. Oh, hey, that'll really be good. So we took acid and sat in the movie. And I was sitting there watching the movie, or I could have been watching the wall for that fact, you know, just. (laughs) And this girl was sitting in front of us, and she turned around for a minute and turned back, and I just looked at the girl, you know, here I was stoned, watching Romeo and Juliet, and I see this girl, and I start going, there she is. I've met her finally, you know. And I looked at her and she looked at me again. And so I really wanted to meet this girl. So the next day, Monday at school, I was walking across the campus and I saw her. And I went, all right. She was talking to a friend of mine. I'll just walk right up there. And, and I looked down and she had a black book with gold edges on it. And I went, oh, no, she's a Jesus freak. Now, if you want to be popular in school, you don't become a Jesus freak. Because I looked at her and thought, what a waste, man. Because I used to avoid Christians. I didn't like to talk to them. We'd be out on the beach and we'd see Christians coming and we'd literally go out and hide in the water to get away from them. Because Christians never went in the water because they didn't want to get their Bibles wet, you know. So here is this beautiful young girl and at that time I was very disappointed because she had wasted her life on Jesus. And so I saw this girl and one day I was sitting out in the front lawn and a friend said, hey, there's a guy on campus, man. He's selling orange sunshine. That's LSD. And so I went walking across the campus looking for this guy and I started hearing this, you know, Jesus. And I looked over and here's about 50 of these Christians sitting, love, love, love. Is that the way Christians dance, you know? then they all point up to this guy. What are they pointing at? So I just looked at him and I saw that girl. Her name was Chris. And I saw her there and I went, there she is, man. And then I saw this guy talking. He was sitting down and he had long hair and a beard. And I said, wow, he kind of looks like sort of a turned down guy. Maybe he has some good things to say. Maybe I'll listen to this guy. So I sat down close enough to hear what they were saying, but not too close. So people would think I'd become one, you know, because don't want to do that. And I sat down and listened and I kept looking at Chris, you know, going, oh man, I'd sure like to get to know her. And I started listening to this guy and he said something that just shook me up. He said, Jesus said, you're either for me or against me. I thought, what? Does that mean that if I'm not like one of these Christians that I'm against God? And I thought, I'm not against God, man. God's got me out of a lot of gems. I believe in God. You know, I've called upon him and he's helped me out. But yet I, I'm not like one of these people. And I began to realize that either I was for Christ or against them. Now, I was always considered to be neutral to myself, you know, in between. But I realized that to be undecided at that point was to be decided. It really touched my heart. And so the guy said, now there's some of you that want to give your lives to Christ today. I want you to stand up right now, right in the front of a high school. I mean, there's hundreds of kids sitting around eating sandwiches. And, you know, to stand up there and go, Jesus, I mean, that just is crazy. And he, people got up and started going up there and I looked down at the ground and I started feeling this funny sensation inside. Something I'd never known before and it was a very alien sensation and it was something just drawing me and calling me. Now I know it was the Holy Spirit. And I looked down at the ground and I said, I, I'd like to do it. I really would, man. I'd like to see if it's real. I've tried everything else. Why couldn't I try that? But I, I just can't do it. And then about a moment later, I was up there. I don't know what happened, but I got up there And they prayed a prayer. I don't even remember what I prayed. I don't even remember what happened. But I'll remember it was after we were done praying, that girl came running up to me and said, Praise the Lord, brother. That girl, Chris, I like. And threw her arms around me and hugged me. And I went, Oh, (laughs) And I thought, Hey, maybe this Christian stuff isn't too bad of an idea. (laughs) Again, My motivation for going in and hearing the meeting that time was totally wrong. I wanted to meet a girl, but the Holy Spirit had different plans for me. You know, there may be a lot of reasons why you're even here tonight. I've heard people say, let's go to Calvary, man, the music's really fine, or this or that. And all sorts of weird reasons, but you know, whatever gets you here. Once you hear, you begin to hear the word and praise the Lord because you may have one idea, but God has another. Anyway, so I prayed and I said, far out, I'm just going to, you know, be a loaded Christian now. <laughs> Smoke grass, take acid, and read the Bible. Sounds good. How is was all set. And the spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, you don't need that anymore. The beautiful thing is God comes to each one of us on our own level. You know, you may listen to what I'm saying. and go, well, he was a mixed up kid that was taking drugs. He needed religion. But I'm different. You're not different. You have an emptiness inside of you too. The only difference is I tried to fill mine maybe a little differently than you try to fill yours. But you know the far out thing about the Lord, no matter what our age is, how old we are, how young we are, everything from an eight-year-old child to a 65-year-old successful businessman to a person that used to be a Mr. Universe to a rock musician to a normal Joe Schmo guy. He comes to each one of us and says, Hey, I love you in their own way and comes on their own level. Anyway, he started to speak to me and I realized that was God speaking once again. I said, all right, God, I'm going to give you a chance. Well, I got back to school and I had a hard time relating to the Christians because they were the Christians on this campus, especially they loved the Lord and they didn't care if anyone knew it. And they would walk down the middle of the campus, like I said, singing out loud at the top of their vocal cords, praise the Lord, you know, and, and this guy comes up and he goes, brother Greg, I want to give you a Bible. And he gave me this suede Bible with popsicle sticks glued together to make a cross on it, you know. Got out of the room and thought, oh man, I can't carry a Bible around. Don't they make little ones you can hide in your pockets or something? And so I had this jacket with big pockets on it. And I said, well, I'll just stuff the Bible down in the pocket, pull the flap over and no one will know. So I stuck it down in there and I walked along and I hadn't seen my friends for like a week. My old loadie buddies, you know. So I said, hey, I'll go over and visit them. And so I walked over and looked around and opened the bushes up and stuffed that Bible and hid it in the bushes. (laughs) Walked in. Hey man, how you guys done? They said, hey Greg, where you been man? Oh, nowhere. (laughs) And the Lord, you know, was, that feeling came back and I started feeling what was conviction to witness. Oh, I wasn't gonna witness. Didn't want to do that. So I sat down. Greg, we haven't seen you for a week. Where have you been? Oh, I haven't been anywhere. And I just kept evading the subject. They kept cross-examining me. Hey, want to go smoke a joint? No, no, I don't want to do that. Well, where have you been, man? What's happening? You're different. Oh, nothing. And uh, no way was I going to witness. Suddenly the front door comes bursting open. And it was my friend's mother. And I don't know how she did it. She found my Bible in the bushes. And she says, who does this belong to? I said, uh, that's mine. I took it. And every eye in the room went to the book with the black cover and the gold edges. (laughs) And the ribbons, you know. Now, not many books have ribbons in them and gold edges, you must remember. And they said, Greg, what is that? It's a Bible. It's a what, Greg? A Bible. And then this one guy goes, oh, Greg, are you going to be a good Christian boy now? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And I said, you know what, I'm going to slug you right in the mouth. I didn't know what it meant to be persecuted and to endure it for the Lord. I just wanted to hit that guy, you know. I didn't like it. Because here, these are the guys that told me no matter whatever happened to each one of us, we'd stick together. We're your friends. And I had said I believed in God and they were really giving me a hassle over it. I go, listen, don't worry. I'm not going to get into it saying praise the Lord and carrying the Bible. I'm still going to be like everyone else. I'm just going to believe in God. Well, you know what happens. The Lord began to work in my life. And pretty soon I started saying praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And hallelujah. And things like that. And I started saying it. and My life started changing. And again, I started really identifying with the Christians. And I started realizing they really were my brothers and sisters. Now, see, back in the old drug culture, people called each other brother. Hey, brother. But they'd rip you off. A guy would look at a girl and go, hey sister, and what he really wants is I want to go to bed with you. And that was the only reason. And it was just a big facade. So I was really paranoid about calling people brother and love because everything the hippie movement offered, it didn't have. And everything the hippie movement offered, Christians had. They had love. They had peace. They had brotherhood. They really loved each other. They really put down the walls that they had. Now, you know, Odin, the guy in Mustard Seed Faith, he tells me he's a completed hippie now, you know. Because everything the hippie movement offered, Jesus Christ gave. All the facade and imitations that Satan put in it is fulfilled in him and much more besides that. Anyway, I began to change and my life began to change before my very eyes. And the Lord began to make himself real to me. Later, someone told me about this place called Calvary Chapel. Now, I thought there were only about a 100 Christians in all California. And when they took me to Calvary Chapel and I saw 2,000 people crammed into a building, I freaked out. I couldn't believe it. And I was a little afraid because that's a lot of Christians in one place, you know. And I was still adjusting to this whole thing. And I was kind of glad we got there late because there were no seats available. But suddenly someone left out of the second row and there was a seat left. There's a seat over here, Brother Greg. (laughs) And I went walking in and sitting down and I was sitting there. Surrounded, happy, happy, happy. I was just going, oh man, you know. And suddenly this man comes out with a bald head. (laughs) And he starts talking about the Lord. You know, and I really had a hard time with adults. Because up to that point, I was a real rebel with the adult world. I'd been through so many things, I, I just felt like I didn't want to even get involved with them. And here this guy was, an adult. Sharing the things of God. And I just liked him. I liked him right off the bat. I said, "Guy, I really dig this guy, you know. And it wasn't things he said. And he didn't relate to me like talk in heavy terms or dress like a young kid and try to be youthful. He just was himself. But of course, we know why he has that attraction or why anybody does. It's the Holy Spirit. And I thought, you know, why? How would he get his head to shine so much? And the Lord had gifted him. And so that night I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so the changes that happen to all people that give their lives to Christ began to happen to me and I became a new person in Jesus Christ and my life began to change. People come and tell me, they go, will you psych yourself into that? I go, just cut that jive right now. I tried to psych myself into a lot of things. I tried to psych myself out of a lot of things. But the thing, when I came to Jesus Christ, I had wasted myself so bad, all I did was just throw myself down and say, okay, God, start working. I didn't even have the ability to psych myself anymore. And I know it's the same with many of you. We haven't psyched ourselves into this. We haven't thought ourselves into an emotional high. Because Christianity isn't an emotional high. There are times where emotionally I feel absolutely nothing as a Christian. But that's not what Christianity is about. It's about reality. People accuse us of, of escaping from reality when in essence we found reality because we've come to grips with eternity. We've come to grips with life and quit playing little games like little children trying to cover it over and pretend that emptiness isn't there. And we've approached it and embraced it and found the one that said, I am the way, the truth and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by me. As the words that I heard that one day changed my life, maybe they'll change yours tonight. The words in which Jesus said, either you're for me or against me. Are you for Christ tonight? I I don't mean do you just believe He exists and say your prayers once in a while. Are you born again? Is your name written in the book of life? Are you going to heaven? If your answer to those questions, to any of them has been no. I doubt if you know Him. Or are you against Him? Are you violently opposed to Him? Do you want to reject Him? Do you want to turn your back on Him? Do you want to be for Him? Well, I want to be neutral. I don't want to be for him, but I don't want to be against him. Well, you're either one or the other. And if you walk out of here tonight not for Jesus Christ, you are just as much in opposition to him as the atheist marching up down the street corner with God is dead on his sign. Oh no, I'm not like that. Yes, you are. Because either you're for him or against him. Either you're walking with the Lord or you're actually working in opposition against him tonight. That's the words of him, not the words of Greg Laurie. Not the words of Calvary Chapel. The words of Jesus. And that's what he said. That same Jesus that has changed our lives is knocking on the door of your heart. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. Well, I'm too old to accept Christ. No, you aren't. I'm too young to accept Christ. No, you aren't. You're not too old. You're not too young. You're ready if you want to open your heart and say, yes, Jesus, I see my need for you. I see that emptiness that I need filled. I want to know. That there's eternal life. Come into my life and change
0: me. It's Pastor Greg Laurie from a message recorded way back in 1977, talking about the importance of coming to the Lord to have our sins forgiven. And if you'd like to do that today. Pastor Greg would like to help you. I think people are surprised that it doesn't take years to become a Christian.
2: It doesn't take months. It doesn't take weeks. It doesn't take days. It doesn't even take hours. You can believe on the spot. And I would like to lead you in a prayer where you can ask for His forgiveness, a prayer where you can receive Jesus Christ into your life as your Savior and Lord. So if you want Christ to come into your life, if you want Him to forgive you of your sin, If you want a second chance in life, if you want to go to heaven when you die, stop what you're doing and pray after me. These words, Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner and I'm sorry for my sin and I turn from it now and I choose to follow you from this moment forward as Savior and Lord, as God and friend. Thank you for loving me and calling me and forgiving me.
0: In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And we want to help you to grow as a believer. We'd love to send you our New Believers Growth Packet. It'll help you get started living your life for the Lord. It's free of any charge or any obligation. Just contact us and ask for the New Believers Growth Packet. Call one 800 0 11. Well, we've had the opportunity to hear from a 24-year-old Greg Laurie over 40 years ago today. It was a great message. But what do you think, Pastor Greg, would say to his younger self if he had the chance to offer himself some advice? Now, for a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called Pastor Greg Laurie, then and now. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-50-11. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.